0: If you have your Bibles, please open to Galatians chapter 1. Um, it's amazing the songs we sing. I am just so thankful for the, the rigor um, and thoughtfulness and intentionality uh, that Ian and our, our, our worship, our music leaders, put into the songs we sing. They are theologically rich uh, food for the soul. Um, they capture well the, the depth of our Christian experience. Um, and help us call out to God in a way that uh, expresses how the Bible leads us to do so. So, brother, I'm, I'm thankful for that um, every week uh, and pray for you and the team and appreciate what you do. And I mentioned that also, um, one, just out of profound gratitude. And you know, you didn't know what I was going to speak on, but the, you know, it's when you're singing rich songs the way we are privileged to do. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how it can tie into what you're going to talk about. Um, and the first one talked about keep my heart and guard my soul from the evils that I face. And the second one we just sang, uh, he will hold me fast. I want that to serve as kind of a, a backdrop to, um, to what we're going to look at this morning for our time of confession Um, I don't know if it's going to be as much of a a confession of sin as more a, a, you know, examine our own weakness and temptation to something um, and help us to hopefully be on guard. So I'm going to read Galatians chapter 1 verses 1 through 10. The Apostle Paul writes this, he says, Paul, an apostle not from men nor through man, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed." As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I still trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of And what I want to focus in on here is verse 10. When Paul asked that question, am I seeking the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man other people? And if I were trying to do that, Paul says, I would not be a servant of Christ. Thinking in light of the whole of the book of Galatians that Paul is dealing with, a very insidious, a very subtle, and yet at the same time overt false teaching, Um, his words here are absolutely crucial for us when it comes to resisting folks who would lead us astray from Christ. Um, so often, you know, culturally at least, we think of of false teaching, you know, it ultimately finds its roots in the devil seeking seeking to corrupt what God has done and lead God's people astray. We we have kind of this cultural picture of the you know the guy in in the red suit with the horns and the pitchfork, or you know, this big scary-looking monster. When in reality, when the devil brings temptation, it often comes in friendly garb. It's clothed pleasantly. Uh, Jesus said that Satan himself is transformed and, you know, appears as an angel of light to deceive. And so when it comes to false teaching, Paul's dealing with here, oftentimes it's not going to be an overt, hey, we're trying to lead you away from Jesus. A lot of times it actually comes in the form of, hey, we're trying to help you actually follow Jesus better. And what Paul is saying here, something we have to be aware of when it comes to resisting false teaching, is the desire to please other people. I'd never thought about this until looking uh, through this for this time this morning. He asked the question, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? And one of the key ways I think we can resist the influence of false teachers is realizing at the end of the day, we don't have to please them. We owe them nothing. It is God who we will answer to. And we need to have the grit of the Apostle Paul to put our backs up, to put our feet down, and to not give ground. The reason I say that, a couple of things later in Galatians uh, chapter 2. Verse 4, he says, he's talking about being in Jerusalem, debating the the issue of whether or not circumcision should be required or not required for Christians, says, because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might bring us into slavery, and this is what he says, to them we did not yield in submission even for a moment. We didn't give any ground. None is what Paul's saying. And the reason why he's saying that is because it's a whole lot easier to hold your place than to take it back. And he understood that if we compromise the pure gospel of Jesus Christ even a little, trying to regain that ground is going to be exponentially more difficult than giving it up goes on to say, even Peter himself, also called Cephas, when he had been influenced in the wrong way and was acting hypocritically, verse 11, Paul says, when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. And the reason I bring all that out, it goes back to verse 10. Paul was not concerned with pleasing people in this way. He was more concerned with the approval of God and the good of the church than he was pleasing people because false teachers will put pressure to make us think that we have to give in so that they aren't upset with us. They will make us feel guilty for believing what we believe, the pure gospel of Jesus. And what is that? We're saved and made right with God by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, according to the scriptures alone. And they come in like these people in the churches of Galatia, and they would say, "Listen, Jesus is necessary. Faith in Jesus is necessary, but you also you see, you're missing the circumcision component. You've got to have this, too." And what Paul says, "Look, I don't owe anything to you. I don't owe anything to you if you're saying that, because that's not the gospel. The gospel is a gospel of salvation by grace through faith in Christ. And so when someone comes in and they start to subtly change the gospel, however they may do it, and they start adding to it or subtly taking away from it, introducing something that's not there, we need to have the attitude of Paul and say no matter what they say, no matter how they act, no matter how they respond My ultimate aim is to please God and get his approval, not these false teachers who will try to guilt me into going along with them, giving a little ground. Um, And so just something that was on my heart as I was looking through this. And so as we go to prayer, I think the, the focus I would want us to have is spend a few moments praying that God would give you the strength to, to have the grit to resist false teaching and false teachers and their persuasiveness and their personality because it can weigh heavy on us, especially if it's famous people, popular people. And let's spend some time praying that God would give us the attitude of the Apostle Paul in verse 10, that we would desire the approval of God and that we would be seeking to please Christ, not Man. So let's pray, and then I'll close us in just a moment. Father, we are thankful for Paul's uh, example for us here because we are so easily prone to want to give in for the sake of peace, for the sake of removing hostility, uh, for the sake of avoiding conflict. But God, Paul, Paul didn't give an inch when it came to the gospel. Lord, help us have such a resolve and such a a resistance to error. Lord, we do pray that we'd have graciousness in our speech, that we'd be um, commending Christ with how we respond to people uh, who are teaching falsely, God, but help us not to give an inch. Lord, Paul did not, as he said, they did not yield in submission for even a moment. Lord, help us have such a resolve to be that way, Lord, help us in those moments. Lord, we may not face it this week, but Lord, we live in a, in a world that is, that is going crazy and is pressing in on us to compromise the gospel. Lord, give us the, the grit of the Apostle Paul to resist that and not give an inch when it comes to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that one message by which we are saved Uh, Lord, be with us this week, and if if that opportunity comes to stand firm, Lord, I pray that this passage right here would come to our minds, that we are servants of Christ and we seek your approval, not the approval of man. Lord, give us grace, especially if that means it's a friend or someone close. Um, Lord, that we would stand firm on the gospel no matter what. Lord, thank you that you are sufficient for these things, because I know I am not, none of us are. But you give strength when we need it, Lord. And we are so thankful. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.